0: Amen. Amen. And we've been talking about last week I made a stop and I told you I was going to come back to uh we've been talking about when people hurt you. Amen. People hurt I believe is one of the most complex hurt there is in this life. Uh one of the things we've been looking at, we've been looking at the life of Joseph. And last week we talked about that Joseph was in a place, and and I told you, if you don't free that person, amen, if you don't let that person go, uh, you're going to stay stuck for the rest of your life. Some of us have still, um, we still got our mothers, amen, I'm about to say mamas, amen, and daddies. And uh, uncles and cousins and distant relatives and all this other ex-boyfriend and husband and wife and all this other stuff. We're carrying around a lot of hurt. A lot of times, amen, we gravitate to our devices because we want to numb the pain. I wish I had somebody. We realize that the pain that that we're carrying around in us. Amen. It, it, it's unbearable, but we try to numb it with busyness. Amen. We try to numb it with all kinds of different things. And what I told you last week is that one of the things that we have to learn to do is that when people hurt us and we refuse to forgive them, we put ourselves into the prisons of our, we put them into the prisons of our hearts. Amen. And and what we got to do tonight and what we've we've been learning in this series is how to release them. Amen. I don't know when your hurt began. Amen. But guess what? I bet you you can tell me the date, time, and moment and the person. Amen. I believe that you can possibly remember when it all began. Now, last week we, we were looking at a passage. Amen. I want you to go there for me. I want you to go to Luke chapter six. Remember we dealt with this, uh, Luke chapter six. And, and I want to show you, uh, there's something I want to talk about tonight. I want to talk about forgiveness, but I want to talk about forgetting. I want to talk about forgetting. You see, a lot of us have forgiven, but we haven't forgotten. A lot of us have said, you know what? Yeah, I let that person go, you know, you know but but for some reason amen for some reason we have not forgotten what they did to us or what has happened to us can can I help you with something the the moment that you refuse to forget is the moment that you're putting yourself right back into unforgiveness because if you don't forget amen then you're putting yourself through the pain again. Come on, help me somebody. And somebody here tonight, I believe that's the reason why you you keep repeating the cycles in your life because you can't forget the pain. You can't forget. You've forgiven you all right now. You're a little bit better, but, but what you haven't done is you haven't totally forgotten. Well, how can I forget that? And then you justify it as if, you know, hey, you know what? I, I, I deserve to, you know, justice or I deserve what I'm, you know, what I'm doing right now. I deserve to be happy, but here's the thing. You'll never find true happiness if you don't learn to forget those parts of your life. You have to either erase it or demo it. I'm talking about demolition. Amen. You got to destroy those walls that's holding you back from forgetting the hurts that you've been through. How many have been hurt here? Amen. Come on, somebody. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. We can put two hands and our foot. Amen. Because <laughs> we've been hurt, right? But the thing is, the question is, right, how deep is the hurt? But not only that, but have you forgotten? You see, because here's the thing. We, when, when we refuse to forget, we're really refusing to forgive. Now, here's the thing, and I'm going to show you some scriptures here in a minute, but I want you to go back here to uh, Luke chapter 6. I want you to go to verse 35 because I I have to deal with this uh, piece right here because I want to help you with something. (laughs) He says, but love your what? Love who? Your who? Now, what in the world is going on here? Now, God is telling us through his word to love our enemies. He says, love your enemies. What does he say? And do what? And lend expecting what? Nothing in return. And your reward will be great. And you will be sons of the most high. So what it tells me, and what I was saying last week is that when we refuse to, when we just when we're just good to those who are good to us you, there's no credit in that. God says, "I want to put you in situations and I want you to go through life understanding that you're not going to get along with everybody." Amen. But you have to learn how to not hold grudges. How not to allow the bitterness, amen, of whatever happened to cause you, amen to to dislike your enemy. Amen. We're going to have enemies anyways, right? So he says to love them. Now that word love does not mean you walking around I'm going to fall in love with you. It the word there in the Greek, the word the Greek word for love there is agape love. Right? It's love without conditions. Amen. But it's not love. Watch this. It's not love without boundaries. Lord, I'm in my Sunday sermon. Amen. It's not love without boundaries. I know you, and I know what you've done to me, but I can still love you. Amen. Because you are also made in the image of God. Now, don't, no matter how bad a person is, or no matter how, you know, how that person has hurt you, you have to remind yourself that person is still made in the image and likeness of God. And so to hate them is to hate what God, what you don't like about that person is their behavior. Amen. But guess what? The truth be told, you've acted like that too. Oh, come on and say amen. I can't forget pastor. I can't forget because you don't understand what they did, but you did that to somebody else. Oh no no no! I'm sorry. You 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 just perfect. You just you just got it together. Now remember, we're talking about Joseph. Can you imagine Joseph from the pit to the palace to the prison? Amen. Back up to the palace. And I told you that oftentimes the hurts that we're going through in our lives is God preparing us for promotion. God's preparing us for where He's taking us. But you needed to go through hurt. Amen. Some hurts. And you needed to go through some things so that you would develop. Watch this. You would develop the tolerance for where he's taking you. See, if you've never been hurt, then wait till you own a business. (laughs) Amen. Wait, Wait till you... Uh, work for somebody who, you know what I mean? And God will allow you to go through some things to prepare you for where he's taking you, right? But watch this. He says, if I love my enemy and I do good, amen. Watch this. He says, your reward will be great. And and, and see, I'm giving you a reason to forget. A lot of us are messing up our reward. We're messing up our rewards because we're still holding on to the pain and we won't forget what that person has done to us. And not forgiving and forgetting, watch this, it messes with our what? Rewards, but also it messes with our relationship. Oh come on help me. Let let me show you, let me show you what he says. He says and you will be sons of the most what? High. High. And you will be what? Sons not only rewards but what? Sons has to do with what? Relationship. Are you with me? And so my question to you tonight Amen. My question to you tonight, do you want, amen, to mess with your rewards? And do you want to mess with your relationship with God because you refuse to forget what that person has done to you? Now, I'm trying to help somebody here. Amen. And I'm going to show you a few other scriptures, but watch this though. He says, and you will be sons of the most high. Watch this. For he himself. Now, that's our example. So he shifts from talking about your rewards and talking about your relationship. Now, you you will get rewards and you will be sons of the most high. When you love your who? Context. When you love your enemies. When you do good. Come on somebody. And lend. Expecting what? Nothing. He says. Watch this. You have rewards. You have relationship. But watch what he says next. He says. And just in case you think you can't do it. Amen. He says. For he himself is what? Kind. Now that word kind. Amen. is something you need to remind yourself of kind there's there's two words remember i told you about this before nice if a person calls you nice the etymology for the word nice is foolish you ever notice that the person the people that call you nice are the ones that take advantage of you they're always calling you for something they have nothing to offer to your life they can't put anything back in your life they're not returning what you're giving you follow i'm saying but the bible calls us to be kind now i'm on 200 tonight because the spirit of God is in this place. Amen. I don't know about you, but I'm getting ready to shout up in here because I feel the presence of God in this place. Amen. And so he says, be kind and kind means that there are boundaries that in our relationship, you know, I, I what i say to people, when you get into a relationship, establish the boundaries at the top. You don't call me out my name. I'm not going to call you out your name. Amen. We ain't play fighting because I may get serious and knock you out. You know know what I mean? So, So I'm just saying, you know, you establish boundaries. But what you want to be as a believer is you want to be kind. He says he's kind to who? Ungrateful. And what kind of men? Come on now. Now, that's the example that we have. The example that we have is that if God is kind to the ungrateful, now he told me to love my enemies, pray for them, right? Watch this now. But he says, and in doing so, see some of us, let me back up real quick about this reward piece. You're struggling. Why are you struggling? Because you're holding hostage, you're holding people hostage and you won't let them go because you're justifying your pain. Amen. Your rights. And guess what? You got a big old DVR with one terabyte of space on there in your mind amen you hear what I said you got a big DVR y'all know what a DVR is right amen you could record and so what you've done is what we've done is we've recorded every person that has hurt us and we can't really move past that to receive our rewards so that we can have a better relationship with our father and that's the reason why we keep trying to figure it out but God says your deliverance starts when you open the prison in your heart when you go and unplug that DVR and call TV and say come get it yeah. Yeah. amen yeah. look what he says he says now he himself is, un- is grateful is what he himself is what kind to ungrateful and evil what yeah. men so God showed me something If I am his son. Then it's possible I can do the same thing. Because we have as believers the spirit of God. Living on the inside of us. We just choose not. To forget. You've already forgiven. But I'm talking about forgetting. But just know this. Forgetting. Hinders your what and your what relationship, amen. Now, watch this. Look at verse 36. He says, Be merciful. Now, now, watch this. Now, 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 I, the reason why I said it was relationship because when you look at the text, the text says, Be merciful. Stop right there. Don't you see? in... When, you, when you're studying the Bible, you have to make sure you read very slowly and you pay attention to key words, okay? But watch this. He said, be merciful just as. Just as. So that suggests to me that I have an example. You're thinking that's God. God can do that. God can, can be kind to the ungrateful, not me. come on and help me y'all not me but pastor it's hard I know it's hard but God says if he did it for you I'm going to say it one more time if he forgave you because you were no different than your enemies but when he did it for you amen amen then that means that you have an example when he says, just as, amen, your father is merciful, but here's the thing, you will not understand God's mercy if the relationship is not intact. Yeah. Now, we want the rewards But the relationship is what God is after. God just gives us rewards to keep us going, to keep us believing. Because if God stopped giving us rewards, we wouldn't show up at church. Amen. We would think we can do this thing all by ourselves. So the rewards piece is just part of the package. Amen. But what God really wants from us. He really wants a relationship, amen, that looks like, amen, the one that's in the Bible. He says, just as your father is merciful, amen, what does he say? Be merciful just as your father is what? Merciful. Read verse 37. Do not what? And you will not be judged. Do not what? Now that word condemn means to pass a sentence on a person. Amen. Now I'm, I'm trying to get to this thing to show you that he says, do not condemn and you will not be condemned. Amen. He says, pardon and you will be pardoned. So, so what I gathered from that and what I started looking at is the fact that from God's word, God says to us, is what he says. He says, hey, you know what? If I give to you, if I've pardoned you, then you ought to do as I have done. Amen? But saints, the issue is with many of us tonight is that we haven't forgotten. And we've carried around in our memories Amen. We've carried around the pain for so long, amen, that it puts us in a place where we're only kind to who we want to be kind to. We're only merciful. We're selective with our our kindness and our mercifulness and and that kind of stuff. Amen. I I want to show you something real quick. I I want to show you something real quick. I want to show you this. Go to this scripture right quick. Uh, let me see something here. Alright. Do you have a handout? Somebody read for me. Amen. Read for me the piece where we were last week, uh, about, about Matthew, uh, Matthew 5. When did, Mo, when did Joseph hurt? Yeah. When did it end? <laughs> did it? <laughs> See how you speak. We have to do what you see. And it's the same. It, it goes back to what I said earlier about rewards and relationship. When your relationship with God is intact, you're not going to take this thing personal. But what you're going to do is you're going to live w- it, with a life of saying, okay, God, I don't know why. Why did Joseph have to go through so much pain? You all I mean, seriously, can you imagine your own brothers, your own family throwing you in the pit? Right? They, they wanted to kill him. They, they had a plot. The plot, at first it started with a plot. The plot was, we're gonna kill this boy because he's a dreamer. Do you not know that Satan wants to kill you because of your dreams? Do you know that he wants to destroy you because of your destiny? Amen. So he plots. Amen. And when he can't get you, he throws you in the pit of life. And in that pit, you have a choice to make. You could either give up, Come on, somebody. Or you can have the will to live. And I'm talking to somebody here tonight. You have to have the will to live. Because you can rise up out of that pit. Then he he got put into chains, sold into slavery. But the favor of God was with him. God was with him. Some of us don't even recognize. Man, God is with you. When I look at you, I see God. I see him working. I I hear the testimonies of what he's doing in your life tonight. And I believe that a lot of us are stagnated, amen, because we're going back and we're reliving the pit, the plot, come on somebody, the palace, the prison, amen. We keep reliving it and we keep remaking it because we want what? Forget it. Tell your neighbor, it's time to forget. Amen. amen. It's time to what? Forget. And if we don't forget, amen, we will keep ourselves down. Now, go to this scripture real quick. Go to this one. Um, Lord have mercy. Go to uh, Matthew chapter 5, and I want to look at the context, but I want to look at um, verse 21. Matthew chapter 5, verse 21. Amen. What we got? Okay, we got a few minutes. Amen. We got it. Somebody read that for me. All right, so now I want you to title this in, in your notes. Put, put this right here. How do you forget? <laughs> How do you forget? All right, now look what Jesus is talking, right? Jesus, remember the context is this. He's dealing with a lot of Pharisees and he's dealing with a lot of Jewish people, right? And the reason why he keeps referring back, watch this. You ready for this? So where you put ancients, I want you to put They. You know, heard they, you know, they, they said, <laughs> you know, they, you know, somebody always say, they said that you can forgive, but you can never forget. They, I don't know who they is. I've been trying to figure out who they is for years. You know what I mean? You heard what they said. Okay, they said this and they said that. So what Jesus is doing, rather than saying they, because of the audience that he was dealing with, he says, you heard the ancients say what? You shall not commit what? This is the Ten Commandments that Jesus is actually quoting, but he's he what he's doing, he's gotten to their minds and he's trying to show them how legalistic they were. Right? So watch what he says. He says, and whosoever commits murder shall be liable to the court. Go to the next verse, verse 22. Now, now here's the thing. I know what they said, but tell your neighbor, it doesn't matter what they said. It matters what Jesus says. And what Jesus says is more important than what they have said. And a lot of us are living on what they've been saying, and they're the ones that have you locked down, amen, in a mindset that is not biblical. Amen. Many of us struggle with that Forget. Well, look what he did to me. You needed that to happen to you because you wouldn't be in the position where you are right now. But watch this. He said, but I say, come on, somebody. It's not what they said, it's what I said. Now, remember Jesus with that one phrase culturally, he has ticked, um, ticked, them all off because remember, these are Jewish Pharisees who are saying, man, who does he think he is? He says, I am who I am. I am the alpha and omega. I am the son of God. You don't recognize me right now. I know what they said, ancients, but here's what I said. Let me help you with something. He says, I say to you that everyone who is what? Angry. Hey, stop right there. You know when you remember, you get angry all over again. Now, Jesus deals with our emotions, whereas religious people deal with external Amen. Religious people deal with more of rules and regulations and trying to work to be right and work to be good and work to, you know what I mean, to to act like you're really saved. But it has nothing to do with that. Jesus deals more with our emotions and our reactions to situations. Amen. Or if you would, the non-material things. Or if you would... You ready for this? The matters of the heart. Amen. See, you could be angry and not show it. Oh, yeah. And Jesus says, I know what they said, but let me tell you what I said. I said to everyone who is angry with his what? Shall be what? Just you getting mad. And you thought it was justifiable because of what they did to you. But Jesus said, that don't, that don't get you no passes with me. He said, that don't get you no pass. He said, the fact that you're angry, amen, has put you as you're guilty before the court. And you wonder why you can't get no rewards and you can't have a relationship with me. Because you're angry. You're walking around angry. You're guilty before the court. But watch this. Read on. Look what he says. He says, And whosoever says to his brother, bleep, 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 bleep. You're good for nothing. Bleep blip bleep bleep blip. Y'all ain't trying to hear me. You... Let me see if I can make it plain to you. You wanna make plain to you? you got it, right? Bleep bleep bleep, bleep. You're good for nothing. Bleep, bleep, bleep. Yeah. Shall be what? Yeah. Tell your neighbor guilty. Yeah. Tell your neighbor when you refuse to forget you're what? Guilty. Tell your neighbor, if you're angry with somebody tonight, you got to let them go because you're what? Guilty. Look what he says. He says, you shall be guilty, not just before the court, but before the what? Your case then went from local to national. I wish I had somebody. And it is a national issue that's going on in our hearts tonight that we are guilty, watch this, of not forgiving those who and forgetting who have hurt us. Now, they've moved on. Watch this now. Guilty before the Supreme Court. Whosoever says, bleep, 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 you fool. See, Jesus dealt with the matters of the heart, y'all. Yeah. He didn't deal with, he, didn't, he wasn't interested in how good you look outside. And he said, I could dress up and, and look holy. Yeah. But boy, when I open my mouth, I'm like a whitewashed tomb. Yeah. I'm so angry. Yeah. I'm so bitter. I'm holding so many grudges. I can't forget, I can't forget what happened between you and I last year, much less last week. So I'm looking the part, but he says, you're angry on the inside. Amen. Watch what he says. He says, and you fool, you, he says, you fool, you shall be guilty enough to go into the what? Into what? Go on to verse 23 for me. Therefore. All right. Remember what the there is. Therefore always go back to context, right? Amen. You're angry. <laughs> You're guilty. Come on, somebody. And you 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 got a foul mouth. <laughs> See, because when you don't forget, you cuss. <laughs> that good for nothing son of a. You hadn't forgotten. And you know what Jesus said? Tell your neighbor guilty. Tell you neighbor, the best lawyer can't help you. Best lawyer can help you. Can't help you with that. Because what Jesus deals with is the heart. See, and that's what the Pharisees didn't get. The Pharisees thought that he was all about external things. But Jesus was interested in dealing with your heart. Watch what he says. Therefore, if you are presenting your offering... At the altar, and there, what's the word? What's the key word there? Amen. Now, watch this. Who got an envelope? Nobody got no envelope. Come on now, y'all supposed to have some envelopes tonight. Y'all know what we're trying to do tonight. He says that when you come to the altar. And you're bringing your offering. He's not interested in what's in this envelope. He's interested in the person bringing the offering. You could drop a C-note in the basket tonight if you like. Oh, I'm sorry, that's a thousand dollars. Amen. <laughs> Amen. You you could you could listen. That's a hundred dollars. I wanted to be a thousand. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this now. You can bring as much as you want, but if you don't bring it with a heart that's not angry, that's not bitter, and and watch this. Here's the reason why I believe we should all give in church. Because every time you give, you use it as an opportunity to check your heart. No, to check your heart. Because notice what he says. He says... Therefore, amen, if you are presenting your offering at the altar and there you... Re- why would I re- be remembering this when I'm coming to do this? No, I want you to think about it. What he's saying is the moment that you get ready to say, I want to put this offering in the basket... It's not about the offering. It's about God. I'm presenting myself. So therefore, I'm coming at your altar where I know my deliverance is. Where I know I can get my breakthrough. It's not in the gift. It's in the giver. Come on here, Cain and Abel. Cain and Abel. Amen. What happened to Cain and what happened to Abel? Amen. Cain threw a... Uh, 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 a donation to God, whereas Abel brought an acceptable gift to God, but he brought it with a heart that says, God, I have examined myself. So here's the thing for the people who don't give in church. See, maybe, <laughs> amen, you haven't had an opportunity to look at your heart, amen, because maybe you haven't given in a long time. But every time you come to give, you should be, you should remember something. You should remember that when I'm walking up there to present my gift to God, I should also be looking at my heart. God, is there something in me before I give this? Do I Am I holding something? See, we think we leave this for communion night, communion day, when we take communion. But this should be done at every service. At every service, you should have an opportunity to come before God and present yourself before God as you present your gifts to God. And you say, God, if I have anything against anybody. Before I walk up there, Lord, please allow me to forget and to forgive. Watch this. Go to the next verse. He says, if you remember that you have something against against you, he says, leave your offering. Now, don't take the offering because we know you may not make it back. (laughs) I find this to be very interesting. Did that make sense? Y'all got quiet on that piece. Did, Did that make sense? Okay, I'm going to give you about two minutes, two minutes to discuss it. Okay, watch this. He says, leave your offering there before the altar and go and be what? Reconcile to your brother and then. Oh, wow, is exactly what I'm talking about. Now, let me say this. I know forgetting is hard. But if forgetting the hurt that someone has done to you hinders your relationship with God, then it seems to me that that's where you start first. He says, you can bring this to me, but use the offering time as a time to say, God, what do I have against that person? And can I release them?